On the podcast, we have Gurvinder Singh, a Sevadar from United Sikhs who has been involved in the planning and action of this campaign since day one. Waigurji ka khalsa, Waigurji ki Thank you for taking the time and sitting down with us. Thank you for providing the opportunity, uh, providing a platform for us to uh, notify and apprise your listeners of uh, the work that we're doing on the ground. We certainly appreciate you guys reaching out to us. We have a lot to talk about, so let's just get started. So how did this SEVA first come to place and this campaign initially? So Benji, um, United States has uh, been in the field since 1999. Uh, we've worked, uh, our initial project for, human, for humanitarian relief was in 2004, which was the Asian tsunami, which killed over a quarter million people uh, in Sri Lanka and in Indonesia. And um, from there, we've been blessed with the uh, grace of Vaheguru to be able to serve in more than 30 disasters globally, um, either you know, man-made in war zones such as Syria or, um, you know, an act of God, whether it be a tsunami, whether it be a hurricane, whether it be a tornado, uh, whether it be a mudslide or a landslide, um, or even fires. For example, the California fires uh, that struck last year that burned over half a million acres. So um, we um, are proud and are blessed to be the 911 for the Sikh community globally, uh, whether it be for um, advocacy efforts, you know, um, a child gets bullied in school for his distad or uh, a Singh gets pulled over for his kirpan or what have you, or it'd be for humanitarian relief. We want to make sure that uh, we control the narrative. We let the world know uh, the principles and um, the mission of Guru Sahib and what, um, you know, in actuality a Sikh is about. And we show that through action. So uh, some, some, sing, some things from uh, Malaysia, which is a um, neighboring country to Indonesia reached out to us as they were contacted by individuals from Indonesia in reference to the uh, tsunami, in reference to the earthquake that struck on September 28th of this year. Um, and when that earthquake struck, because this is a country uh, obviously surrounded by water, it triggered a tsunami, it triggered landslides. And um, so it was not just a singular disaster, it was multiple disasters uh, that piled on top of one another. Uh, there were thousands of people that died. Um, it affected uh, over one and a half million people in central Sulawesi, um, and over 330,000 people are still uh, with what we know uh, to be without homes or adequate shelter. Uh, and they're, in, they're set up in camps, which have been set up by the uh, Indonesian army. Because United Seeks has done so much work with natural disasters worldwide, how would you say that this case in Indonesia is unique compared to the others? It, just the scope of devastation is, um, is, is vast, is, uh, is visible, it's obvious. And um, unfortunately, what happens, uh, Benji, is uh, in countries which haven't um, had as much development, um, you know, they don't have the infrastructure in place. They don't have the communication in place. They don't have the mechanisms in place. So when a disaster uh, strikes, then um, the, the assistance, the relief takes that much longer. You have people suffering for that much longer. And, and uh, the need obviously amplifies because every day someone doesn't have water or access 
to hygiene or access to food, um, the situation worsens. So uh, this was a widespread disaster. So the area is vast. And uh, because it's surrounded on all sides by the ocean, um, it is far from Jakarta, which is the capital. Palu is the main city, uh, if you will, that's closest. Um, and that's the epicenter of the disaster, uh, which we are in, Central Sulawesi um, District of Indonesia. So, so that would be, uh, from what our experience says, is just it, it reminded us of Haiti in just the sheer scope and magnitude of devastation. Totally. So the mass majority of the population see on the news that Seva is being done by Sikhs on a large scale. So Gurvinder Singh, I got some behind the scenes questions for you. Sure. What are some adversities being faced in Indonesia as Sevadars currently? The, the adversities that are being faced are just the access to resources. So what we've had to do is transport goods and supplies from, um, you know, many, many kilometers away. And, um, you know, when I mean kilometers or miles, um, we can't take that in the Western connotation that, uh, you know, I just have to drive 10 or 15 miles and it takes me, you know, five or 10 minutes. This is a few hours, right? Um, and that's on a good day. That's with roads that work. And now you have, uh, um, you know, infrastructures that's totally crumbled. So obtaining, procuring, providing, delivering resources, uh, so logistics, um, obviously, uh, are a nightmare, uh, very difficult to do. But the fact of the matter is that, uh, that I've been able to see, because, you know, we've served in, uh, personally, with the grace of I have served in multiple disasters where I've seen Red Cross and Salvation Army and um, multi-million dollar um, conglomerates or NGOs working. But they have these bottlenecks that, you know, United Six does not, because when we see need, when we see the, um, uh, you know, the crying or the shrieks of pain, then we don't have to get approval or permission or uh, jump through red tape. We make sure that the, that the assistance is provided then and there. So the, uh, the timing um, is something that we have to our advantage because we make sure that when the need is there, we fulfill the need. We don't have to uh, run in circles or to get permissions or fill out paperwork. So that is an advantage, but I would say um, the logistics uh, are something that uh, are, are difficult uh, in countries such as this. And, uh, you know, you have to deal with government officials. So that is not always, um, um, you know, anyone's cup of tea, if you will. But uh, when we know we're there for the mission uh, to showcase, you know, the turbans that we wear on our heads, that when we get into the fields and when people see that we are um, a beacon of hope, you know, they treat us like a messiah. They treat us like uh, literally so, uh, light, you know, someone who has come to breathe them, uh, breathe life um, uh, into them once again. So uh, it's providing the flicker of hope, which is why we do what we do. Beautiful. So to give further insight, can you take us through some of the planning processes that goes into completing this SEVA? Sure. So, so Benji, basically, because we've served in so many disasters, we have a template uh, or a uh, plan in place already. With uh, the grace of Vahigur, we have 10 chapters worldwide, right? Uh, whether it be and spanning all the way from uh, the United States to Malaysia, 
from the UK to Kenya, uh, even to uh, Uganda is being set up at the moment. And how they started was somebody coming to us for assistance, someone coming to us for, for help. For example, the Ireland chapter started when a Singh was discriminated against in his uh, university. And when he was going on Google, he wanted to see anybody who could reach out and assist him. And he found United Six because we were working on the Turban case in France. So when we fought his case in Ireland, he was um, so enamored and so happy and so excited that someone lent him a hand that he said, I would like to initiate a chapter in Ireland itself so I can make sure that I pass this on. So when, so, so, you know, it's like the, um, it's like the ray of, uh, it's like the ray of hope, or it's like, it's like, uh, just one Sinkara said, it's the, it's, it's the candle lighting another candle providing brightness. So with these chapters throughout the globe, what that provides is access to resources. It provides us to facilitate, um, the work and it makes it more seamless. So what I mean by that is, for example, the disasters in Indonesia, it would not make any sense for someone from the UK or France or England uh, or from um, Italy or the United States or Canada to fly on to the other part of the world to assist. So what happens is disasters get assisted within the closest proximity. So if it's in Indonesia, what are the closest chapters or Malaysia or Australia or India? So that is where the, uh, the resources and the volunteers are getting mobilized. So that is the first uh, step in the action is obviously to make sure we get boots on the ground. And then once the boots are on the ground, the volunteers that are on the ground have already obtained experience, have already obtained ex uh, training extensively because they've worked in other disasters. So especially um, when we send volunteers in the initial phase, we send trained volunteers who have the experience and the wherewithal to know where to set up a base camp to set up communication and to set up infrastructure. So once that is done, then we, we are able to send other volunteers who maybe don't have the experience, but once they're at the base camp, they're working with experienced individuals. So, you know, the, so, so that's how we set it up is because we have a skeleton or a um, model in place, we get the closest chapter within proximity to the disaster to go with experienced volunteers set up the base camp, set up the logistics, set up the infrastructure, and then we continue the operation from there by mobilizing volunteers. Awesome. So tell me more about the impact Seva and Siki has on the community in Indonesia. So, so Benji, the, um, when, the great thing is that I would like to say is you know, so, um, and, and, and it's a lasting legacy. It's a positive legacy. So, you know, some Indonesians had seen turbans before, but they didn't really know exactly uh, what was behind the turban, what was, uh, the, what was the magnificence of it. But um, when we got into the field and they saw us lending our hands and lending um, assistance and providing relief, you know, providing solace to, uh, to, the, to the elders and, uh, and uh in, in putting a flicker of hope in the in the eyes of a child, it it um, uh, you know it impacts us. I would say many times more than it impacts who we're assisting, because those are life changing and, and life impacting moments. But when they see someone who's not related to them, 
who's not even from the same country as them, who doesn't speak the same language as them, coming from far, far away to assist them, that's what makes that impact. So when they see, then they start questioning, hey, who are you guys? You know, why are you here? What's your motive? You know, what made you come all the way to help out a stranger? You know, who may never repay you, who may not even, who may not even be able to locate you. Um, but then we start having the dialogue and then they start understanding. So we've had interviews with sergeants and majors and colonels in the Indonesian army who were, who were in tears, who couldn't believe it, who were so uh, grateful and uh, so appreciative. And the children are learning about the Khalsa. The children are learning about Guru Granth Sahib Ji. The children are learning about the tenets of the Sikh faith. And, um, you know, they're learning how to say, Vahir Ji Ka Khalsa, Vahir Ji Ki Fateh. You know, they're learning how to say, Sat Sri Akal. And um, so these are the things that, we, you know, th- that you leave behind. That, uh, and this is the impact you have, you know. So, 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 so the positivity, again, you know, we discussed the narrative. So this is the narrative that we want to control because this is who Sikhs are. This is who Guru Sahib has blessed us with and ordained us. Um, and, and this is the philosophy of Guru Nanak, you know, to, um, to, to provide social justice, to, to, um, to fight for humanity, and to help those who are underserved and underprivileged. Well said, Wager. So closing out here, how can people listening to this podcast help support and contribute to this campaign? So Benji, um, you know, I would request everyone to go um, to either our Facebook page. You know, I got started social media. So, um, you know, Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube, uh, visit our website, uh, united6.org. Um, and I would request anybody um, able to donate their resources in terms of not just their money. You know, if you could donate money, hey, um, you know, we welcome that. Uh, we appreciate that. Uh, we are a 501c3. Uh, we have charity status in, in uh, a majority of countries. So obviously it's, it's a tax exempt uh, donation. And uh, we are affiliated uh, with the United Nations. So our accounts are audited, uh, you know, very stringently. Um, so you can actually see where your money goes. And, um, but if you're not able to donate money, if you're able to donate your time and volunteer, and what I mean by volunteer, that doesn't necessarily have to be to a disaster site. If you're a good writer, you can write blogs, you can write posts. If, um, you know, you have graphic skills, you can design posters. If you have multimedia skills, you can help on the website. So there's so much work that uh, can be done. And uh, however you wish to assist and um, uh, provide us uh, your, you know, your talents. Or at the end of the day, you know, if, if you're not able to provide any of that, ardaas kar lo saadeli. Ki jeda mantava si chukkiya hai, jeda bida si chukkiya hai, ki asi iman dari na, you know, with integrity, that we fulfill and we continue on that mission. So, to continue contributing and supporting this relief project, please visit the website www.unitedseeks.org. Why you jika kalsa? Why you jika kalsa?